You're listening to Conversations with the Royal Empress, where we are spiritually and mentally reawakening the original black woman by providing educational training tools and resources designed to inspire, empower, and elevate. Tonight's host is myself, Dr. Hakima J. Muhammad, and joining me are my beautiful and strong fellow co-hosts, Lakashe Nadira Muhammad and Akila Shabazz. One of the, the, the most popular topics right now is um, the education of the black woman and how we've become the most educated group in America. Um, it also led me to a, a Nielsen report and it some time well this report actually uh, came out in 2016 uh but the research was based off 2015 but there's a lot of great information in there about the the, the black community in particular the black woman and how educate how our education level has grown over the course of the years um how our uh, entrepreneurship level has grown over the years as well which ultimately resulted in the increase in our buying power. So I would hmm. definitely love for us to, to talk about this because this, this has been a popular subject and it's also one of my favorite subjects. So I guess we can go ahead and talk about this. Wow, let's let's talk about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're all educated. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, we're all educated. <laughs> with, with, with advanced degrees, so... Just like what you were saying, I remember I was telling you that I was looking at um, the National Center for Educational Statistics, and they mm-hmm. did a, um, a percentage about the degrees conferred by race and sex. And in associate degrees and bachelor degrees in this country, black women are also listed on there as the highest percentage receiving those degrees. And this was from, um, I believe, 2013 to 2014 academic school year is the one that I'm looking at, and that's on um, the nces.ed.gov website. So it's really interesting. Mm. But one one of the things that I noticed about this particular one was that women across the board outnumbered men, edu- with, you know, in terms of the number of degrees conferred. All of the men seem to range around somewhere in the 40% um range where women were, you know, 55 to 60 plus percent. And I think for black women and with associate's degrees, it was like 66 percent of black women and 64 percent for bachelor's degrees. So hmm. interesting that we are <laughs> moving on up in terms of our education. But, you know, I just wonder what does that mean overall because, um when we think about the educational level of the black woman, you know, we also see this 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 rise in our um in the world really of women standing up and demanding equality and then I wonder if if that can be linked also to the the, the there's no educational disparity anymore really, particularly in this country, between men and women. And is it that the more we become educated, the more 
you know, we we understand our role, and the more we want to be not just compensated, but but recognized mm. for our abilities, because we are we are definitely surpassing men when it comes to education. And so it's like, how you know, do you stay on top of you know that that whole male domination type of thing? And I don't want to come across as a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. But um because that is definitely not you know, but that doesn't mean that I can't be pro woman. Um and I'm glad you clear thank you, thank you, because some people take it as oh you add that woman. Right. So thank you for saying it. Yes, ma'am. Right. Right. That, that's I'm, another subject, right? Right. <laughs> but I'm very much pro woman. I am very much in favor of, of women, you know, having equal access, equal rights and everything else. But that does not mean to to the detriment of men either. Anyway, we can we can go on, but you know sometimes we have to put those disclaimers out there so people understand that you know just because I say I'm not a feminist does not mean that I do not believe in you know womanhood and and uh, or empowerment of black women. Empowerment. Of, of, right. Of, yeah. Right. And that right there is a subject in and of itself, and it's a, a, a hot and a heavy subject, and I, will, I look forward to us um, delving deep into that because, you know, we have a lot of folks, you know, who really bash, I mean, we have a lot of women who bash other women for not being feminist, you know, um, because they feel that if you're not a feminist, then that means that you, you know, you're on the other side. And it really goes back to with the education level. You know, back in the 90s, early 90s, if the, the black men and women, we had to have double the degrees the, the European had when we were as far as competing for promotions. You know, mm-hmm. we had to have a master's degree just to get a job that required a bachelor's degree. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this is the end result of that. And now... If I'm getting master's degrees, what are my children going to be shooting for? What are my what standards am I going to be setting for my children? And then you have to look at the conditions of the black nation. Our, our black men are struggling financially. They're not getting the opportunities that men of other nationalities are getting. So that means that as the black woman, we can't we can't sit at home and and while our husbands work because he's not making enough for us to sit at home. So we have to get out in the workforce, work for us and work. So in order for us to advance in the workforce, what we have to do, go back to school and work and go to school at the same time and be a mother, whether Amen. it's a single, single mother <laughs> or be married and be a, mo- be a mother. So I think today is definitely a result of that. And this new millennium, our children, their standards of education, they're like, oh, yeah, automatically I'm come, I'm getting a bachelor's degree. That's like mm-hmm. a high school diploma right now in a black community. Right. And I think that's because of what they've seen. You know, with each generation, we we become more and more educated. And I can say even in my own family that when I got ready to go to college, I, I can't, I don't have that story of being the first generation black person in my family to go to college because I'm not. You know, I grew up being told the story of how my grandmother's first cousin integrated the University of Alabama. Um, And she wasn't going for a bachelor's degree then. She was going for a master's degree. She already had her bachelor's Mm. degree. You know, but of course that was short-lived. You know, three days and she was expelled. But 
you know. So, wow. <laughs> but for her, sure her safety, her, for her <laughs> own safety, for her own safety. Right. Um, so, you know, but, but actually the um, University of Alabama subsequently invited her back years later to complete her degree. And she wow. did, mm. um, and she graduated awesome. actually with her daughter. But again, wow, about fascinating <laughs> story. So that's so I was just so. My point was that there there was there was still something already set in terms of your, the outlook on education. And so when I got ready to go to college, it wasn't like oh I think I'm going to go to college. It was oh what college are you going to? So mm-hmm. if if our generation kind of started with that, with that, then, you know, I still had some cousins who may have gone into the military or did different things. But then the generation after that, it's it's just the understanding that the the more educated I think even the family is, the more of a requirement because now you have an entire family that's looking crazy. Like, why is your child not going to college? Um, you know, it's just it's just kind of an understanding, and I think that women that we set examples for other women in our families you know and so they see us doing things and so you inspire the young women in your family when they see you excelling when they see that you have this degree i've had cousins call me and ask me questions about school or you know well how did you do this you know so you know so they see this and i think that what happens is that we see things as attainable when we see especially when we see members of our family doing that. So I think that we're going to continue to see more and more women. Um, I think those numbers are going to increase. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with that one. Look at, look at our first, look at the former first lady. Uh, now, look at the eight and nine-year-old girls who looking at the first lady and say, ooh, Michelle Obama, that's the first lady. Not only is she a black woman, that's the first lady, she's highly educated. Yes. So if this is this is supposed to be our standard. This is the black woman that's the standard for us. She's not just educated. She's educated at top schools, Ivy League schools. That means a whole lot. If I'm not mistaken, she's an attorney, correct? She is a lawyer. She, mm-hmm. uh, there you go. So, I mean, look at that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, you just look at the examples that we have in front of us. Education is is the black woman that we have is uh representation of us as a people yeah. look at look at the educational accomplishment that she has not to mention being first lady i like i like to i like to point out the fact that her husband was actually under her <laughs> when he left law school <laughs> yeah, he, and came to clerk at the uh, law firm <laughs> this is true i remember reading the uh, uh interview and, and they were discussing that and i was like oh that is so nice and and the beautiful thing is that didn't deter her from saying this. I see a good in this man because you know yes. sometimes when we get education, or when we and in alignment with our career, mm-hmm. it changes the way we look at our men who may not have that, who may not be as far advanced in our career or education level that we are in. So I mean, it was, it was when I heard that I said that's what I'm talking about. If if we being educated ain't just getting a, a certificate to say you got a, a bachelor's degree, a, a associate, or a master's, or a doctorate. It's having the knowledge and wisdom to take that information and to uplift your people. That's what we need to do with all this education. What good is all this education if we're not doing anything to uplift our community? It's got to. It's got to be further than what's in our household. 
because yeah, our household individually as a family, you know, our individual family is coming up. But what are we doing with our education that the entire black nation should come up? Because as black women, we're the first teacher. We're not just the first teacher to our child. We're the first teacher to our nation. So with all of our education, we need to take that education and we need to turn inward. When I say inward, I mean our community and use that education to uplift our community. Yeah. And you're right. We do. What are we doing with it? What are we doing with it? We have the statistics. We have the numbers. But what are we really doing with it? Uh, you know, we can't use it as a as uh, as a way to beat down our men, you know, or to brag or to, oh, we're the most educated, we're this and we're that. We really, it should be about uplifting, you know, the people around us. And um, you know, we look at our condition that we're in, and so we have to wonder, you know, what what does it really mean, though? What does it really mean to have? Or how educated are we? Yeah. You know, um, yeah, because that was exactly what I was thinking when you both started off um, the conversation by providing us with statistics, you know, um, and letting us know that the, the black woman is definitely at the top when it comes to education, you know, amongst her um, peers as well as, you know, amongst other women, um in other um, um, ethnic backgrounds and groups. And then also we're at the top when it comes to the financial aspect, you know, um, of our being. We have more money, you know, or we spend more money um, than just about any other group out here. And with all of that, you know, being that we are at the top, what does it really mean? Because it almost reminds me of that scripture. What does it mean to... To gain the whole world but lose yourself. To gain the whole world, right, to lose yourself, right. right. So what does it mean to gain all of the education, you know, to gain all of the financial resources? I mean, we're at the top of the credit game. We're at the top of the real estate game. We're at the top of the entrepreneurship game. We're at the top of all these games. But what does it mean to gain all of those things, but yet we lose the souls of our children? We lose the souls of our husbands. We lose the souls of our family and our community. And if the woman, and she is um, the teacher, and she is the mother of civilization, and she is responsible um, knowing that she's the one that everyone is looking to with the answers, what answers are we giving to actually help the rise of our community? So all this is good, and it deserves a clap. You know, it deserves an applause. But it would be more beneficial when we can start seeing the resurrection of our communities because of the education. And, Akili, you made an excellent point. Yeah, it's not the degrees that make you educated. It's not that you have the certificates behind your name that make you educated, or it was that Hakima, but it is what you actually do with the information that you have, you know, and are able to apply, you know, to the community. It's go out, get that education, climb that ladder of success, and then get you a job. And, you know, you're finding more that are entrepreneurs, but I can't say that I really hear um it being taught to bring it back home, bring it back to your community. I mean, we know just from what we have witnessed um, with our ancestors who were, you know, 
brought over here and uh, captured. We know that we have heard the many stories of the black woman teaching her daughter about survival and teaching her daughter about what she needs to do to survive, but then yet babying or coddling the black male, but not being as hard on him or telling him that he has to go out and do the same thing. So you see more women saying that, hey, we, we did what we were supposed to do. You see more women coming out, you know, coming um, to the top of their game and actually making the um, accomplishments. And this could be why we may not see it as much, you know, amongst our male counterparts. I have a because it's not perspective mm-hmm. on the, on that. Just okay. slightly, as far as the mm-hmm. um, as far as the, the disparity between the male and the female, and I think that's because when we look at the school system, not even just black men or black boys, but the school system in America just does not support male learners. Period. Yeah, um, and so true. I think in in black males especially. So we start losing our boys at such an earlier age in school. So whereas the girls adapt differently in school, and so they are pushed a little bit more. And boys are always penalized in these school systems for their behavior. A lot of that stems from the fact that that, that there's so many young white female teachers. Teachers, oh, yes. um, Who don't necessarily know how. Who don't necessarily know how. Um, to get through to, or you know, and they want to, and they want to control them, and they want to put children in a, in a in a box. And so, girls, for the most part, mature faster. Um, you know, our attention spans tend to be longer. So, I think that that the female is 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 definitely favored um, and supported more in the in the educational system than our boys in general. And 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 then I think with our boys, it's you know, it's even worse. So I think it has more to, a little bit more to do with that, I think, than us not necessarily pushing our sons to do something because, you know, the the one thing about it that I think I hear all the time with women, too, is, is, you know, why aren't black men doing this? Why aren't black men doing that? And, you know, they do have mothers. And so it's some of these same women. So, you know, I can see them telling their sons to do stuff, but you spend so much time as the, as the mother of a of a black son trying to encourage them or going up to the school being told about behavioral issues. And it turns the guys off from education so many times. Um, mm. I think I think that that has a lot to do with with some of that educational disparity because I think a lot of times mm-hmm. boys drop out um, at a much at higher, a higher rate. rate. Yeah. Than, than girls and or they get kicked out um, for behavioral mm-hmm. issues. They're they're being drugged, <laughs> um, you know, because everybody Sticking has a needle in the brain. Yeah, yeah. So I think it has more to do with that. I I don't even want to put it off on on black women. To be honest with you, as far as as oh we're coddling our sons and you know even though there is definitely some truth to that. I don't know that it it has anything to do with the educational aspect. It may have something to do with other aspects of our with our sons in terms of their behaviors, um, but definitely not from the educational part. I think the educational part I'm gonna kind of lay at the feet of us as a community not stepping in and, and truly educating our our own children at a um, at a higher rate than we do. 
Now, there's a lot of education going on. I mean, it first starts with the education that we as black women are getting in colleges, in school. The education that we're getting is to uphold this system called white supremacy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what we teach. That's what we teach in our daughters and our sons. It's just that our daughters and our sons are reacting differently to that teaching is because their natures are different. Mm-hmm. Our boys rebel to it because they ain't there. That's not their nature to bow down in submission right. to the enemy. Our daughters are not. Our daughters are not being taught survival skills. They're being taught to submit to white supremacy. That's what our daughters are being taught, and that's what they're following. It, it shows that mm-hmm. in, in the stats. Let me go into the stats. In 2015, $1.2 trillion, black people had $1.2 trillion buying power dollars. Where is that going? Because it's definitely not going in our community. It will reach over $1.4 trillion by 2020. So there's some teachings going on, but as the education that we're receiving is going in our ear, but it's going to support white supremacy. So every time we spend our dollar outside of our community, mm-hmm. we're supporting white supremacy. So that $1.2 trillion that's not recirculating in our community is going outside of our community. So we're teaching our boys and our girls to uphold white supremacy. I just want to add another statistic to that Nielsen report. Ten, there's 10 states that make up 62% of the African-American um, buying power. That's New York, Texas, California, Georgia, Florida, Maryland, North Carolina, Virginia, Illinois, New Jersey, in that order. I think New York is like at a one, one, 109 million, and then Texas is like 106. But Texas is, is the focal point because that's the most, I guess when it comes to a consumer dollar being spent or as far as consumer growth or the growth for more consumer spending, Texas is the focal point. Now, we look at many of our southern states. Financially, it has been booming places for black people to relocate, to go and and to come up financially. Mm-hmm. But the statistics in the entire report, it even goes into what we watch on television, even goes in how much time we spend on social media. All of it, all of those statistics support upholding white supremacy. Yep. And that's why in these corporations, look how they got the black woman as CEO. You turn around every time you yeah, I was just getting ready to say that. A black woman yes. being promoted CEO. When I was a bank manager uh, at a very known bank in Chicago, when I, we had our bank manager meetings and I used to look around the table, the round table where all these managers come and discuss their performance or their location because we did it every week. I looked around at me that ta- the table and it had to be like 50 managers in there and over 70% of the managers was black women. I bear witness. I bear witness in my profession. And, and I'm going mm-hmm. to tell you about a conversation I had with one sister. She, all these, these brothers coming up here talking about, sister, can you help me get along? What's up with that? So I asked her, I said, well, what's wrong with him coming at, at you like that? You will bend over backwards to mitigate a loan for a white man who got his loan declined, but you won't bend over backwards to mitigate a loan that was declined for a black man. And those underwriters could be very prejudiced. They look at, oh, it's a black man. No, nah, he ain't going to get it approved. But a white boy with the same circumstances could very well get his loan approved. I, I, I spent, I earned a lot of money for my location based off the fact that a, a, a black, a brother came in saying, my loan was turned down at another location. I said, let me look at your loan. I guarantee you we can do something about you. Look at him. Look at his loan. He had a lower debt-to-income ratio than many of the white guys that came into our 
um, location to get a loan that the underwriters would approve. I would have a conversation with these underwriters. Like, really? Like, he is this debt to income is less, and he he has proven income. You going off the stated income of what this Caucasian said, but when you look at his Schedule K, he lying. You know what I'm saying? So, wow. but it's a stated income loan. So because he said he made eight hundred thousand last year, we gonna take it. But the brother, oh well, based on your credit score, you will have to prove your income. So everything that the brother bring to the table is proven, but you will get a loan to the white guy based off what he said. So I have I've seen it from my own eyes. Sometimes as a black woman, when we have the education and we have the positions to uplift our community, we work in favor to uphold white supremacy and that system of white supremacy. So we work in correlation with the European to keep our own brother down. And I wonder is, if it's, so I'm true. sorry. Yeah, I just was saying I wonder if it's, if it's not necessarily a conscious thing that uh, many of our sisters are doing. Um but just because that you you've basically been conditioned in such a it's way definitely that you a don't conditioning. even yeah that you don't even recognize that you're it's definitely a conditioning it's a conditioning and we have been pitted against one another so at one point we worked together to create a whole but then there came a time when the Caucasian, the European came in between us and he taught us to compete with one another. So you find the black woman constantly in competition with her male counterpart. She's constantly attempting to show and prove to the world that she can outdo him. She can make more money than him. She can become more educated than him. And she doesn't even realize that she's doing it. But then yet at the same time, then at night when she goes home, she's still wishing that she had the same man that she's been in competition with all day at work or the same man that she's been constantly in, or disrespecting or taught to disrespect because of her behavior, not willing to understand and take full responsibility of what her role is and not desiring to be really what God is attempting to have her to be, but more so fall in submission to what this European is teaching her that she's supposed to be. I mean, we see it every day. And like Dr. Uh, uh, Hakima stated, you know, in seeing it in the industry, you know, of banking, I see it in social services, you know, I see it in healthcare. You know, I was working with a, a company, same thing. Most of the people that were in high places of authority, management, were black women. I, it had to be probably about the same amount, a good 60 to 70 percent. Then next in line was the Caucasian man, black man at the yeah. low end of the totem pole, all the, way. Yep. all the way. And they design it this way because they want you, meaning the black woman, they want us to feel as if we have some way arrived, as if we have risen above where he is, so therefore we no longer desire him to be our mate, but now we look outside of him and into another race to grab, you know, who we, gonna, who we, who we will have on our side. It's really unfortunate, um, and if we don't get a hold of things now, 
what is what is it going to look like for our future, mm-hmm. particularly our daughters, yeah. and you I know, have, and our sons. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I have no issue with, 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 with us obtaining, and we don't want anyone to think like, um, you know, education, oh, well, you know, we don't want you to get get the education. You do. You get the degrees. You get whatever it is that they have to offer you. But you got to know something about giving back to the community. You have to know something about nation building. What are you going to do with this education at the end of the day that builds something good for black people? And I feel like as as the first teacher, because that's what the black woman is, we are the first teacher. You're the first teacher. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that we have a duty, really, to teach, be it the the girls, the boys, or whoever, about nation building. And, you know, and I think that that's something that we have to start doing, as we said before, what are you teaching your children when they're young? If we start instilling in our children at a young age, yes, go out and, and get whatever education you can get, but understand what to do with it when you get it and understand how, to make it benefit your community, how to benefit building something for us, something of our own. And we have to know how to do that. We ha- it's clear we have the education to do it. So why are we not doing it? Why, why are we spending so much money outside of our communities? Why are we not spending money in our communities? I mean, it's so many different industries that we can talk about, and particularly when it comes to to, to looking good. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we should own all of the beauty industry. <laughs> you ain't never lied. We should, we should own every bit of it. There shouldn't be <laughs> a, a, um, a a beauty supply store in our community. Without our name on it. This is so true. Because <laughs> I don't know what those stats are. I don't know if anybody has them. But I'm sure <laughs> that they are outrageous when it comes to what we spend, you know, on beauty um, products, hair care, and all. And I'm sure. Good. And and looking good. But your your and, looks and, don't mean a thing if 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 your community is crumbling down around you. If you ain't got that thing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do I? Do I? Do I? But um, this is this is real talk because yeah. We have the education, and and in no way am I saying that it's not important, but it's not important alone. Right. It's about what we decide to do with the education that we have, you know. Um, And, again, we we see cases like this all of the time. I I think, too, that we are also... We also are under the illusion or we believe that if you have an education, that means that, you know, you should be afraid to go in the kitchen. <laughs> so it's like you can only have one or the other. If you're going to have the education, then you can't be that type of black woman who actually can go into the kitchen and make something for your family to eat. That's kind of now beneath you. Or if you drive in the car, then, you know, that means that your children are not, are, you know, are automatically going to be going to, you know, daycare. It's like there's no balance. We don't feel that maybe we can actually have it all. Now, remember, we are every woman, 
but to be able to bring the balance to being every woman and being able to be at the top of our game. Being at the top of our game is not just driving, you know, that nice whip. Being at the top of the game is not just being able to sport, you know, that fur coat and being able to get your hair done and your nails done and, you know, um, have all the, the, the bags and purses and all of the materialistic things, being at the top of your game means that you are actually depositing a seed and truth into your children, into your community, being able to take something and plant it and to watch it grow, you know, being able to nourish, being able to give life, give love. So, all of these other things, they're just an illusion yeah. because at the end of the day, they're not going to add up to anything because that car can get repossessed or it could be total. You know, but what you put into your children, it can't be destroyed. Right. What you put into your family is solid. It'll be solid as a rock because it's the foundation that's, that's built and upon that foundation comes truth. So I think we kind of get it confused, twisted, or believe that, you know, we can't have it all. You know, it has to be one or the other. And it doesn't. You know, cooking a balanced meal for your family and being a scientist in the kitchen, so while you're getting all of this great education, you know, get you some science in there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And know how to feed your family. Know how to feed them so that they are strong, so that that their brain function is okay. You know, just like right. we were just talking about the diagnosis that we have in school, so much of that has to do with your diet. It's just, I guess, you know, my whole thing is as as much as I am in favor and proud of of the educational level of the black women, I just want us to understand that there is education outside of these white institutions. I think that we really need to think about educating ourselves more than just getting a piece of paper and walking across the stage. There's mm-hmm. more education that's needed. And so as far as being, you know, one of the most educated groups in the country, it is great. But yeah. what's the overall education that we have? And that's what we have we don't to look want at. That. Yeah, we have we have to have more so it's for as many degrees as we have, there's still more to learn. Mhm. Yeah. We don't want the education to become miseducation. We don't want the black woman to turn into the white woman because now she's beginning to take on, you know, um, her model. Now she's beginning to follow in her footsteps. And unfortunately, I find that a lot of um, women, black women in particular, because this is who we're talking about, like to compare themselves to the European woman and set her standards, you know, based on that woman, which is really unfortunate because we have many women from amongst us that we don't have to compare ourselves to something that is below us or something that in no way is equal to where we are. It's unnecessary. And when we do that, we damage ourselves because the more you try to be like her, the more you're going to fall and the more you're going to fail. I agree with that. What What do you think 
How do you think we're trying to emulate them? I think that when we, well, first of all, when you look at education, uh, period, I think oftentimes we see ourselves having a, I won't even say a responsibility, but feeling as though that the only way that we can really be accepted um, by this society is that we have to match ourselves up, equal ourselves up to what has been shown to us through media as the standard. Mm. And what has been shown to us as the standard right now is the Caucasian woman. Her hair, her so-called beauty, everything that she has, you know, from her dress to her education. So since she is the so accepted man, person, wait, huh? her, her man, man her look at this show, Scandal, now it's real. <laughs> right, right, to her man. So these are the things that we desire. We sit back at home and we say, well, she, she got a man that's coming home. He's taking care of the family. He's providing for her. I want that. I desire that. Wow, what is she doing to get that? Okay, you know, she, she dresses like this. She has hair like this. And this is what's causing him to be attracted to her. I want to be her. I want to be that woman. So then we have movies like Scandal. Now we have things where you show this black woman who's showing you I can be better than she can, so let me go out. Let me do all the things that she's done to get me to where she is. When in truth, you're running around in a circle chasing after your own tail because you'll never be her. You never should even be trying to, um, you know, compare yourself to her. The best thing for you to do is look into the mirror and discover who you really are, your attributes, your qualities, you know, your uniqueness, and, you know, love on yourself so that you can be the best version of who you are. So, in, you know, I don't think it's something that is announced, but when we look at our sisters from the way in which we um, put ourselves together, you know. If you were to just close your eyes, sometimes in having a conversation, because I'm dealing with the mindset of the black woman, not all, of course, but it's no different from listening to the mindset of this Caucasian woman, especially when you now start looking at this feminist movement. Sometimes I hear these sisters talk and they sound no different. I don't know who I'm talking to because now it's like, because even if you look at the Caucasian woman, she's in competition with her man because she's constantly trying to prove that she is, you know, either equal or better. So now the black woman is following behind her and doing the same thing. Although, although we are equal. <laughs> I heard the minister say uh, at Savior's Day the other day, um, Savior's Day, so that he mm -hmm. said that that, mm -hmm. that that the man is only one degree yep, above one the woman, degree, yeah. and and for all intents and purposes, that's equal. So, mm -hmm. you know, so the reality. So when is, I say equal, I'm just really more so speaking of 
her mindset, meaning that apparently he's made you to feel like you're not equal. Right. So you have to go and prove to him and show him that you are. So not saying that one is or one isn't, right. but her desire to have to prove and go out of her way now to create a whole movement because she's not getting paid the same wages, because she's not being treated the same in the workplace, because she's being disrespected, because she's looked at as the lowest on the totem pole. And we see that just based on the condition of this country. Mm-hmm. If a nation can hire, you know, rise no higher than its woman, in every country you can look at the woman and determine, you know, the level of respect or the lack of respect that that country or society has, you know, for the woman based on the treatment. The white woman definitely is at the bottom, but now the black woman is right behind her. Yeah, I guess I was just thinking in in terms of, you know, when you said we're following behind them, that I don't know that we felt um, that we were not equal to our men. You know, and and if we do, I think it's more so because then that man has to be following, you know, the what the white man has established versus just it being him. And I'm talking about the black man and woman in America. Yeah. Because the black woman, in all, we have been the backbone of the black family for so long. Um, and the strength of the black family and, and a support to our entire family. And so, yeah, so there's that shift. But I just, so I, I just was saying it from the standpoint of I think that, you know, I think that we have all fallen into mimicking somebody else. Um, right. And that's why I was saying earlier, yeah. and we don't even have to, because if you right. look at the history of the black woman, right. she's been at the top of her game. This didn't just start. Right. I guarantee <laughs> you, if you were to get those same statistics, Dr. Ha- uh, uh, Hakima, and you were to take them back to 1938, you probably see the same thing or very similar, you know, when it comes to the education of the black woman. Of course, it would be very different, you know, um, in many ways. But what I'm saying is the black woman has always um, been successful. She's always been at the top of her game. She's been handling more and doing more than anybody on this planet. So it's not new. Yeah, it's documented now. It was documented then, but in a different way. And so we don't have to go out and search and look to try to compete or compare ourselves to anybody because the best comparison is the woman that we stare back at in the mirror. Yeah. And just to just to, to piggyback off of you saying we've always been successful. Lamb back. Uh <laughs> Madam C.J. Walker was the first black millionaire, right, in America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we've been doing it for a while. <laughs> and, look, that's just in America. Right, right. When you look at all of the royal black women from all over the planet Earth, you know, from those who, you know, led armies and nations, and those who sat, you know, on their throne, high and mighty, taking care of business. Again, this is this is nothing new. But, well, you know, someone else has given us our narrative, and we just decided to jump right in and, and follow, opposed to creating our own, or at least believing and accepting our own. It gets to the point where I think we 
we we become so competitive based on the fact that you know college is a competitive environment, mm-hmm. and so we leave the 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 educational institution with that same competitive nature because we're not just competitive with the, our men; we're competitive with each other, with other women, other black women. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. become just this, I guess, have this man mentality to be king of the mountain, but it's lonely on the mountain at the top by yourself. We need very to get much out of so. That. We have to get out of that mindset because that's that flying solo. You flying solo, you're not thinking about your nation. We have to we have to take more of a a, a team approach. Uh, when I taught at University of Phoenix, their whole setup was based on a team. A team. You had a team when you started with the school. The students had a team. They had a work team, a work group. So, I mean, the world is about working in teams. So if you've been in the educational institution, you understand the value of a team. So it's not something that a black woman who's educated needs to be taught. You taught how to be a team player. You're taught that in school. The thing is you have to accept your own and be yourself as the most honorable mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. That's the basics for us. If we accept our own and be ourselves, the stress of trying to compete would just leave because we would accept, wait a minute, you're a queen, I'm a queen. What I'm competing with you for? Every All of us have a different role because God don't make one masterpiece. He makes many. How are you going to make one? He's not really going to be a, he's not going to be a supreme God if he makes one. He has to make multiple. He's going to make multiple masterpieces. And that's the way we have to look. We have to stop thinking uh, patriarchal. We have to think matriarchal because that's what we are as black people. We're matriarchal where the black woman has value in society. This is the reason why society is the way it is. It's because the, the woman has no value. That's an imbalance. you got to have balance in the earth. If, mm-hmm. there's no, if the woman doesn't have any input, then there's an imbalance in the decision making in the leadership process. So it's important. That's why America is floating to hell. There you go. There you go. So it's important for us as black women accept your own and be yourself. We teach our children to accept our own and be ourselves and our men and coach our men to accept their own and be themselves and all of our problems will vanish. I think so. And just and, and, and use the education that we have. To, to to enrich our own communities. You know, if you can run a Fortune 500 company, you can start one. Hell off. It doesn't even make sense. I see these sisters running these Fortune 500 companies, you know, making billions of money for their massa. And, and just, yeah, exactly. You can run your own. You can start your own. You had all of the you know? all of the education, all of the tools, all of the experiences there. I'm not even telling I'm not even suggesting that you don't go and get your feet wet somewhere else. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a firm believer that you go you go to somebody else's company to make your mistakes. And Hello. so <laughs> and, Hello. Or, learn, or to learn the business. Or to learn yes, the business. Yes, you know what yes, I mean? Yes. Once you learn the business, you're like, Oh, I see how this goes. Right. Okay, I can mm-hmm. do my own thing. People do it every day. Right. And it's and that, not and this is and our and our conversation is definitely not a knock on any sister who works in corporate America. Right. We're not saying go to go to work with Afro tomorrow and put the fist up and say black power. That's not what we're saying. <laughs> or go and call your everybody you know, colonizers. <laughs> right. Don't go don't go on to work tomorrow and, and say I quit. <laughs> we need the knowledge that you've learned from it. The whole point that we're what we're trying to say is to 
to bring that knowledge and wisdom back to your community. Bring it you home. Can be a cons- mm-hmm. You can be a consultant to a family member who's starting a business, or you could be a consultant to someone in the community that you know. Hey, it's a small business down here. I I know about business. Let me let me yeah. let me consult them so that they could be successful. Then I can have some successful black owned businesses in my community, and my children will have some place to work. So yeah. I mean, it, it's just imperative that we understand that. Love and self don't mean you're anti anybody else. That's right. People, no. and that's, people that's, respect that's you. Such people a, respect you more point. when you love yourself. I have no problem with the white people that work on my job because they know right off the bat that's Muhammad. She she pro black. I let them know black first, everybody else second. I tell people you're my child, so I can't hate you. You come from me. I'm the original mm-hmm. woman. You see me. I'm the prototype of the woman. Every other woman is trying to be like me. So therefore, you are my child. I love you too. I love everybody because you all come from me. But they understand that I'm about black first. But I'll be the first to show each and everybody of any culture respect. Yeah. We're not going. We're not promoting disrespect. Now we now be pro black and hate everybody else. It's just love no. Yourself. That's the that's the imbalance. You don't even have time to hate other people when you when you so feel love yourself of yourself. I don't. I'm not even no, thinking you. about you. Now the only thing I'm thinking about. <laughs> As long as you're not trying to impede my progress. That's right. Or, or, or you're trying to take away my freedom, you know, that's all we want. Freedom, justice, you know. There you equality. go. Every, every royal empress on here has more than one degree. <laughs> so, we <laughs> yeah, certainly, sure. so we certainly yeah. aren't suggesting that black women not become educated because we technically we are educated. Right. But, that education but our education extends <laughs> past the doors of a brick and mortar university. Yes. Our That's education extends up into the universe and understanding the stars, the moon, you know. We understand that our education is in the kitchen. Our education, you know, is in the cabinet of understanding, you know, how we are going to take our man and help him to be the God that we know he is. Our education is being able to uplift our children and uplift anybody who um, needs that Midas goddess touch. So, yes, it's not about putting down anybody who has an education. We encourage you, if that's what you desire, to go out and get you a degree if that's what you want. But you having one or not having one, it doesn't make you or doesn't break you. What's more important is that you accept your own, and be yourself, study to show thyself approval so that you can help in the upliftment and the rise of our community. That's that's it, and that's all, you know. And like you um, both said earlier, Hakima and Akila, just because we loving up on ourselves don't mean that we dissing and hating anybody else. Nor should you know? No, should we? Exactly. It's, it would be a waste of our divine energy to even put attention in that direction. That's not even of an empress or a god to even spend time using it, you know, on something, you know, so small or something, you know, so insignificant. We're building mountains, you know. We, <laughs> we're trying to create of the universes. We don't have time for that. But what we do have time for is being able to impart and provide knowledge, information, education, resources to help to empower and uplift and educate 
our listeners. And and stop with the arrogance. And stop, you know, hmm. stop stop using our degrees as a way to um ball beat. <laughs> yeah. You know, or or to brag or anything like that because at the again, having that degree but not doing anything for your community, I mean, it just doesn't it doesn't it really doesn't mean anything to me. Um, if you're not doing something to help somebody else, if it's just if it's just for bragging purposes or for you to to discredit, you know, just even to discredit black men, where we're more educated and you know the black man is not this and the black man is not that. That's oh, not. Oh, I've that, heard that. Yeah. Yes. That's not a reason that that you know that should be the least of your. That shouldn't even be in your mind. And when you say things like that, really is showing your miseducation. Yeah. It's really showing your yeah. ignorance. Yeah. It's showing, you know, how below the belt and how low on the totem pole you really are. So it shows that with all of your education, you still don't rise. Or as as the old folk used to say, you sound like an educated fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's true. Because we use it as a under. weapon. Yeah. She said just an educated fool. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there's no reason to be that. Yes, it's, and it's not a weapon. It it is certainly a commodity. But you know what? This world has made it like a weapon to the black woman. Mm-hmm. I believe that when the Caucasian man empowers this black woman with certain tools, he's giving her those tools to make it a weapon against her man. Here, let me go ahead and put you in this position. Let me go ahead and make you, you know, over HR. How many black women do we, we know who are... Over the HR department. Right. That's by design. Yeah. That's by design. And there's nothing wrong with being there as long as you use it to benefit our people. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. For more information on the Royal Empress, visit our website at www.royalempress.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter.